Welcome back to Run Through Presents Gone Running. It is Ben Shepard, as always, here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Please do rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well, or wherever you're listening to the show right now. I know we have had a few reviews recently, and it's brilliant to see them, so please do keep them coming. It just helps other people discover the podcast. Okay, getting into today's guest. It is Rob Hitchmo with us today. Rob is one of the founding members of the What the Fartlek podcast and has done a brilliant job building an incredible community which we get into in this conversation we also talk about their pacing meetup at the jubilee bridge 10k not too long ago where the podcast took over pacing duties for the day and again did a fantastic job without further ado let's get into this conversation with rob hitchmo here on run through presents gone running My name is Rob. Uh, I am a runner. I'm a dad, probably first and foremost a dad, um, a husband, uh, and I'm a host of a, a silly little podcast called What the Fart Like that's been going for about three years now, um, talking all things running um, and chatting to some awesome people from in and around our running community. Um, but perhaps even more excitingly, uh, building a little corner of a community uh, that we like to call the Fartlek family, uh, which is about 150 strong now from people around the UK and a little bit further beyond, um, who uh, who are all part of this this crazy journey that we're on. We put on virtual events, we do um, in, uh, annual meetups uh, all across the country, and yeah, it's just it's a bit of a bit of a wild ride at the moment, but all good fun. I feel like the best place to start is is why why did this start? Where did it come from? Uh, lockdown. To, to be honest, um, not the, the irony is we've got, we've got a really good team. There's, I don't want to put a number on it because I always I'll get it wrong. I think there's, I think I think there's nine of us. <laughs> he says with every every bit of confidence that he can that he can muster up. But yeah, there's, there's I think there's nine of us, and none of us knew each other before um, lockdown. Uh, we didn't know each other from the quote unquote real world, and um, we we're all part of the online running community on Instagram. And when lockdown happened, we just got chatting and we got close and we did online quizzes and like everyone did the standard yeah, lockdown yeah. kind of quiz nights. And um, we are this mutual, mutual love of running. And it turns out that Matt, who's my co-host on the podcast, lives six miles away. So when the world opened up again, we started going for some runs together. And I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've always wanted to do something a little bit creative and I like the sound of my own voice as you're probably going to learn over the coming the coming half an hour or so so or how long we're chatting for so um yeah and he just encouraged me to do it and what was great was we had a a, a good gang of, of people around us then who wanted to be part of it but wanted to to just help build it so you know it, it wasn't a case of everyone saying oh I want to be on this podcast it's people saying well what if I do the social media for you or what if I edit it for you or what if I book the guests and from nowhere we had this this wonderful little team that just kind of came together and and it and it just built from there i think i think the early going was definitely just to scratch a creative itch um and then it the community side of things really came in 
a couple of months in and that's when we kind of thought, oh, hang on, actually, this is kind of where we want to pivot to. This is what we want this to be. And what I love about runners so much is I was having a conversation with somebody else about this, that runners will always do anything to help each other out when yeah. it comes to running. But it, it seems that with your story there, that runners are doing lots of things to help you out in, in the podcast endeavor as well. So creating that family and creating that community, it must feel pretty special watching it continue to grow. It, it, it's amazing. And I'm not a hundred percent sure if it wasn't for the community that we'd still be going like, don't get me wrong. I love chatting rubbish with my pals for an hour a week, but there's a lot of work involved. You know, I've got a yeah. real job. Um, I've got to run. <laughs> I've got kids. You know, there's there's a lot that goes on, and I don't know if if it hadn't been for the community side of things that that we would have stuck it out for the. I mean, what, October 2020 we started, so we're not far off three years now. We've been going for about 120 episodes deep. But you, you said just then about how um, runners will do anything for you, and yes, the the nine of us, the core team, that do. Um, help each other out absolutely yes yeah we, we, we do help each other out but it's more than that you know it's it's people who listen to the podcast and then get involved in the community and then they're like oh I'll, I'll do a newsletter for you every week and then it's people who um oh you oh doing a park run morning um you're you've been doing these in Sheffield I'd, maybe I'll start doing those down south and there's a good little contingent around the London area so I'll organize those for you and everybody's got a little niche and a little thing that they do and it's much bigger than just the the core group of us and and it's yeah it's it's, it's really humbling that that people are bought into something that we care so much about something that i thought was very special and uh you can check out all the photos i know on the on the what the fart like instagram and also the run through instagram as well was when you did come and pace the jubilee bridge 10k yeah. um and to, to kind of witness that firsthand and in person how many of you were there? Nine, was it? Or eight or nine? Pacing, pacing, pacing yeah. Um, so I'm from Widnes originally. Um, we live in Sheffield now. My family still lives there. Our wife's family still lives there. And it's probably our, it's our second hub, I'd say. Yeah. If, you, if South Yorkshire is the the HQ for what the far like witness is probably is probably the first outpost that we established. There's, there's a, there's a good little gang of, they call themselves team witness and there's a good little group of them out there. So it, it seemed almost fitting to, to go out and, and do Jubilee. Um, we've got a great relationship with run through uh, when you have your, your much deserved odd weekends off from emceeing. Um, <laughs> I, I occasionally attempt to fill your very big shoes. Uh, Sammy works on the comms team, my wife. So uh, Matt's been a guest on the podcast. So we, we've got a really good, good relationship we run through. And, um, and yeah, when we found out they were looking for, um, for paces, it, it just felt like a, a good thing to have a go at. We've, we've had people kind of saying the group chat that we've got, oh, I quite fancy doing this. So put your money where your mouth is and, and give it a go and, and run through a kind enough to, to facilitate that. And, and, and you guys were brilliant in terms of maybe adapting and being flexible in terms of what you'd normally expect for us. You know, you let us, we wore our, what the fart like t-shirts, you were giving us loads of shout outs. It, it was a great, it was just a great atmosphere to be a part of and one that we really enjoyed and one that we would signed up to do some more in October on the back of it. So yeah. yeah. Real. And look from my, from my side as well, from somebody that you know does these does these kind of weekly and and gets to see so many people achieving their goals and crossing their lines. I love I love nothing more than seeing people help other people 
achieve those goals. And it kind of goes back to what we said right at the start, right, which was runners love helping other runners. And, and that's what that was that day, seeing seeing those pace groups and everybody literally pace it to perfection as well, which is absolutely amazing. Just crossing the line and and helping other runners achieve their goals that for you guys as well afterwards having that big group photo under the bridge reflecting on it must have felt pretty cool it, it was i think pacing special and I, i've done bits and bobs of it at park runs and informally with friends it's the first time i'd done it at a race and i think that was the same for all of us we've got ben who's part of who's who's one of my co-hosts and um, does our park run segments um, with his fiance Emma, who is a very experienced pacer, who does a lot of pacing for Run for All. Um, but he wasn't there. They, they were off doing some gallivanting around Scandinavia for Parkrun that weekend. So um, he'd kind of given us some ideas and some hints and tips and, and things to do, and you know what to do if your watch isn't mapping to the um, to, to the kilometer markers, and and you know how much is too much maybe encouragement compared to what's positive things to say to people. And so he was really really helpful with that. But we all went into it a little bit naive and. Mm-hmm didn't quite know what to expect so considering like like you said i think everyone was within about 35 seconds of the of the time um we got some great feedback from people um who sought us out afterwards which i guess is easy when you've got your your name tattooed across your your t-shirt um to say thank you but i think what i would say and i probably take my what the fart like hat off and put a run through hat on for just a second is that you know run through do this throughout the um throughout the country now and at all events and i would encourage anybody to get involved and do it okay you may may not be able to be in a position to do it with a group where you do the take it over in its entirety but i am see that um tatten uh in the june and i think they just had some people showing up and, and doing it and the sense of community was still incredible these people kind of like getting to know each other and being like right well i'm doing this and you're doing 50 and and how and coming up with ideas at the start and then seeing them all coming over the finish line there's an endorphin rush that comes from pacing and helping people achieve the goals that you will not i, I guarantee you will not get any PB of your own will not give you that same sense of satisfaction. And it's an unbelievable fr- feeling. I was talking to um, talking to Freya Morgan, who who is yeah. running just in, for an incredible cause at the moment. You can actually check out the interview on the channel with Freya. Um, and she was talking about helping somebody across the line in a race and it being a better feeling almost than achieving a PB herself. And it, it is that, isn't it? It's that it's that feeling that you've you've helped somebody achieve a goal but also you understand what it is like to achieve that goal so it kind of you get it through them which all, almost feels even better as you said and it's it's that thing again of runners doing anything to help other runners um mate talking about your running journey a little bit then because if if runners do anything to help other runners runners are also a little bit naive as you said um before with with the pacing situation do you see these 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 traits and see these patterns and see these things that each runner has through your running journey and and how, how do you kind of go about sharing your experience with other people then well, funnily enough, my experience is normally just don't do what I do because I'm <laughs> okay, awful yeah. at it. Yeah, I am yeah. the most reluctant runner in the world. He says ch- chatting uh, on, on a channel for a, a running Good event running. Company, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about a running podcast that he hosts. Um, but I think the thing for me is that running, we, we can get really bogged down in running. We can get really bogged down in um 
at the times that we want to run in training plans in the next goal, the next marathon. And I'm, it's not that these things aren't important and it's not that we can't get a great sense of achievement and self-satisfaction, never mind the mental and physical health benefits of, of pushing towards a goal. But there is a real joy that comes from just going out for a run yeah. and particularly going out for a run with a pal. And that's what the podcast has, has really given me. We've done challenges. We're just about to launch another challenge, uh, our Summer Showdown um, event uh, through through July and August, um, which is the third iteration of, of its kind. It's like a virtual uh, most miles wins kind of team-based challenge. And one of the most successful um, things that we've done as part of the challenge is we, we do these – we do um, – uh, run with a pal week and whether that's in person or it's just picking up the phone and going for a walk and speaking to somebody on the other end of the country that you've never spoken to before we try and encourage people to come out of the comfort zones and and do that and I think it, it there's a dimension to social running that maybe people don't see until they really immerse themselves into it and it's not to take away from all the great things that can happen when you're on your own and you're pushing yourself just you and you and the road and you're just trying to get that pb but what I've certainly seen, what I've experienced, will encourage everyone to do is just get out and run for the love of running because we can lose that a little bit sometimes and it can become a chore. Oh, I've got to get up at six o'clock in the morning to get out and do this. If you can take a step back, maybe when you're outside of a training block, when you're outside of a, a, a big goal and just go out because I just fancy a poodle, it's a completely different type of enjoyment. And I think it's wonderful for the head as well as the body. What has that given you then, running with a pal? I think for me, it's just the headspace side of things that you take from going out and running on a run is, is great. But I had a, I can't take credit for this because it was a, an interview we did with a wonderful lady who's part of our community. She was our last guest in series 10, uh, Hayley Morgan. And she was talking about how she loves to run with her son because, um, uh, they, they, it's it's a great space for them to to talk openly and honestly. And she said something that really stuck with me, which was there's something really different between talking to somebody side by side compared to when you're face to face. When you're face to face, it can be quite aggressive. It can be quite intense. It can be quite overwhelming. When you're not looking at each other and you're running alongside each other, you can speak a lot more freely. And I do, I have found that I have conversations on a run that. I probably wouldn't be comfortable having necessarily face to face with somebody. You can get so much more off your chest. You can um, be so much more honest and, and, and real with somebody. And I just think it's a great form of therapy. It's a great way to, uh, just to put the world to right and to, um, to, to get off your chest, whatever might be swimming around in your brain at that time. And, um, and yeah, what Haley said really stuck with me because I never, I'd never until we chatted two, three weeks ago, I'd put two and two get together that there is something in that dynamic of, you know, not having to look at somebody in the eyes, not having somebody in your personal space that I think allows you to to share a little bit differently than you would do otherwise. It feels a bit like a truth serum, I think, yeah. from time yeah. to time. Yeah. And is that because you're a bit more at kind of your rawest form, I guess, when you're yeah. running, you haven't got that protective barrier. And also I, I think it's because the person that is running with you, if you are running with someone, you know, is going through exactly the same thing at that yeah. moment. Yeah. So sharing whatever that may be difficulty at home, difficulty at work, or just, you know, 
just having a general chat about what's on the telly that night or what music you're liking. It, it, it feels so much easier than, as you said, if you were just sitting down, having a pint, staring straight in each other's eyes. It's like, well, that's that's just a bit, it just feels a bit too much, doesn't it, I think? Yeah, yeah. there's a great kinship that comes from it. And yeah. not to say that I don't enjoy sitting down and having a pint with someone as well, because I do a little After bit a too run. much, which is, which, is, which is why I have to run so much to offset <laughs> the calories. But, um, but no, you're absolutely right. I think there's, it, it's a great equaliser. And the other thing that I think can be quite overwhelming, particularly if you're, um, more of a back of the pack runner or you are new to running or you see some of these times that people can achieve and you think, wow, that is so out of my wheelhouse. It'd be quite intimidating. And so even talking about running to somebody who can say run a two hour 45 marathon to me who can just about scrape under four hours, it can feel a little bit alien. Like your experience is completely different to mine. But when you're both out there running, whether you're running a seven minute mile or a 12 minute mile, if you're running together, you're in it together. Yeah. And again, I think it can be a real equalizer from a running perspective as well, from a conversation perspective, because you realize that, yes, we might have different um, goals, ambitions, we have different foundations, different capabilities, but we're all just in it because we like to run. In terms of what the Farlek and, and where it started to, to where we are now, mm-hmm. did you ever envisage all of this happening? Was, was there a plan of this happening or was it kind of just like, all right, I'm quite enjoying this week by week. So let's just keep ticking the boxes and, and see where it ends up. Yeah, absolutely that. Absolutely that, mate. I mean, I've, you look at us now and you think, have they got a plan? But um, I promise we have. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, early on, no. It would be a real stretch for me to sit here and be like, we always wanted a community focus. We always wanted to be running um, meetups throughout the year. We always wanted um, uh, to have a park run segment in there and an interview segment. And th- what the podcast is now, no. It was just, t- to be honest, it was, I think everyone in in the core team, the core group of us, we were a bit lonely because of lockdown. We were spinning our wheels a bit because of lockdown and we just needed something to focus on. And, and it was as simple as that. It was, we just wanted a, a project. Yeah. What very quickly happened, and it did happen quickly, probably by our second series, which was only three months in, was that we saw that not only did other people feel the same and that they were getting something out of us putting that podcast out that was similar to what we were getting out of creating it. And that was wonderful. But there was also probably what an opportunity to, to, to build on that foundation but also a responsibility yeah because you know when you put yourself out there in, in the public eye and you put you put yourself and you put something out there to a, a, an audience you've got to follow through with it and it yes it did evolve and, and and the community has surpassed the podcast in in my opinion since the community absolutely comes first the podcast now is merely a vehicle through which we engage we interact and we communicate with that community of people. And we try to build that community of people. Um, it absolutely wasn't that at the start, but it almost became inevitable that that's what it had to be. I didn't want it to be, oh, you're a fan of my podcast. I mean, we're not big enough for that anyway. You know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be awfully, 
awfully peculiar of me to be walking around like some kind of celebrity um, based on the 500, 600 people who listen to the podcast. But what we, what we did consciously want to do is make sure that there wasn't a defined line between us and the people who are enjoying what we're putting out. We wanted everybody to be a part of it. And so that kind of gave that natural evolution to, okay, so we want to build a community. What's it going to be? And then it was like, okay, following family. And then it was like, okay, so how are we going to engage these people? We're still in the middle of the lockdowns. How are we going to do it? And then the virtual challenges started. And then all of a sudden, then it became, oh God, we can meet each other again now. This is scary. Like vir- virtual stuff's got its own uh, intricacies and difficulties and, 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 and complexities to, to work with. But pretty straightforward because yeah. you don't have to put you, you don't have to put yourself on that precipice of shame of of i want people to to come to an event that i'm organizing so then it was like okay so what do you do next and how do we make it work and we've just been dead lucky that we've got so in such an engaged group of people around us that care so much and want to be a part of it and spend their own money on you know like we don't we don't make any money out of the podcast but you know we do have these events where like alton towers we every year the the run through event we we go to that's kind of our 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 autumn event and there's people that travel up from london Mm -hmm. to the midlands travel down from scotland you know it's not cheap to put yourself in a hotel for two nights and pay for those race tickets and pay for the petrol the train fur down people we we, we're doing our summer weekender um in sheffield at the end of august we put on a charity football game and then we have a night out afterwards and we've got 60 people signed up to it and they're coming from we've got somebody coming we've got somebody coming from america for it it's 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 madness people are invested in it and so there's a responsibility that comes with that and you've got to roll with the punches and it takes a lot of time and it's evolving into something that probably takes as much time as my day job but i love it so we just keep what, on rolling with it what's really nice actually and and you've kind of mentioned this theme a couple of times already in this conversation where you you kind of said oh just go out for a run you don't always have to do, you know, the time. You don't always have to get to that point to break that barrier or achieve that distance. Just go out for a run. And what I feel like you guys have done with the podcast is you've just gone out for a run and you've just tacked those runs on back to back to back to back. And as if you're running where you look back and you think, I'm actually pretty fit now because I've just gone for a run for six months here. Yeah. You've just gone for a run in this podcast setting for X amount of time. And you're now stepping back and you're seeing, Oh wow, this community is there and it's strong and it's building and it's growing. And that is something that I think can only be done organically. Yeah. Almost if you would, if you had gone in with this big elaborate, I'm going to take over the world plan. I don't think you'd be at this point. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Um, and, it, and it's not to say that different approaches and strategies are better or worse than ours, but I think we're we're quite pleased with how we've got to where we are. And I don't, and, and I agree with you. I, I'm not saying that if we'd have approached it differently, or you know, if we'd have gone bigger, or if we'd have, you know, um, I don't know, paid for advertising, or if we'd have, um, you know, tried to sign people up to events that that we we gained a profit for or anything like that. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong and I'm, I'm not judging anybody for their approach to how they want to be a part of this community, but I don't think it will be what the fart like. I don't think it'll be the fart like family if we've done it any differently to the way we do it. And I'm very proud that we've got to where we are through just word of mouth, through people telling the pal. I mean, this WhatsApp group, and you know what? It's absolutely bonkers. Like I go away and I come back to 5,000 messages, but 
they're good fun. Do you want to join? And then, or, you know, well, have you ever been to the, what, what have you, have you ever gone to Alton Towers and you don't have to queue for the rides? We're all going to put on t- turquoise t-shirts and, and go for a drink afterwards. And it's just nice. And I, I, I do tend to find that I have these like moments. I don't really stop is what I, I do find. Like I've been told off for it. I think we were in Manchester. We were at Brewdog after Manchester Marathon in April. And we took about 40 people there. We had a big cheer squad and people ran it as well. And we were in Brewdog afterwards drinking and I got told off by by my wife because I was sat at the end table starting to make notes for London the week after. So I don't have very many moments where I like just stop and smell the roses because I'm always thinking about the next thing. But there are the odd occasions where I'll kind of, like you just said, I'll step back and I'll look at people. And the thing that gives me the most joy, that gives that, that serotonin release that just makes me think, oh God, this is good. I just love seeing people who haven't spoke to each other before interacting. I love seeing two people who've come to an event, maybe didn't know anybody, maybe a bit apprehensive, a bit nervous. And then all of a sudden they're having a beer together or they're talking about, they live close to each other. So they're going to go on a run next week or they're going to meet at a park run. And, and, and then you see that on social media afterwards and it follows, follows up on that. And they're the moments that make me go, oh, okay, yeah, there we go. That's, that's, that's what I'm in it for. That's what gives me that little, that little dopamine hit.